Welcome to We Talk Banking and Finance from Walkers, where every fortnight we talk to colleagues and peers about the latest trends in offshore finance. Welcome back to the We Talk Banking and Finance podcast with Walkers, my first one of 2022. I'm Julia Kepi, Senior Counsel in the Banking Finance Team in Walkers Jersey office, and I'm co-hosting today with my colleague, Alice White, an associate also based in our Jersey office. So, Alice, who are we speaking to today? Our guest today really needs no introduction, but for our listeners who are perhaps not so familiar with the fund finance industry, today we'll be speaking with Mike Masha. Among other things, Mike is partner and co-chair of Cat Waller's finance department with a globally recognised fund finance practice. He has been the contributing editor to numerous editions of the fund finance Pink Book, published by Global Legal Group. He is the founder of Fund Finance Friday, the weekly market intel newsletter and accompanying podcast. And he is co-founder of the Global Fund Finance Association Symposium. Welcome, Mike. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to uh, be with you guys. No, thank you so much for coming along. Firstly, Mike, where do you find the time to to fit all of this into your day? Well, I'm uh, I'm super lucky. You know, we've got a great team here at Cadwallader, and I've got a, uh, a you know a wonderful bunch of folks that help me every day. So I I tend to take all the credit for all their work, but we have a great team. That's fantastic. We've had the pleasure of working with some of your team from time to time, and it's uh, it's great. It's good to connect with you guys today because I feel like our uh, number of deals in Jersey have been kicking up a little bit. I wonder, you know, what, what do you guys find that the funds are finding attractive about Jersey right now? Yeah, it's an interesting question because I'd actually quite like to ask you that. We, we, you know, what, what, where's the structuring coming from? But I certainly agree. There's been a, an uptick in the number of um, Jersey partnerships, Jersey companies we're seeing in structures generally. I think the biggest driver, I hope, is sort of European investment. So you've got European investors and then the assets are based in Europe as well. And I think that's been driving some of them. I think there's been a bit of a shift to Jersey. And I think this is, you know, well talked about from Cayman in particular. You know, we have an absolutely fantastic Cayman offer. And we're working very closely with them on a couple of companies that want to migrate for various reasons. So it's the start of a trend. I like to say if you've seen something twice, it's a trend. So we would say we're at the start for for us, but really keen to see how that develops. But, you know, not to flip it on its head, but is this something you were seeing more on on your side, on the onshore side? Well, you know, in the United States, there's definitely a strong uh, preference towards Cayman. And we, we see Cayman the most, but I have seen this uptick in Jersey. I don't have my fingers on the why. Uh, you know, representing the lenders, we try to take the structure as as delivered by the fund and work with what they need. But certainly we're seeing more Jersey. Well, that's fantastic for us. And, you know, great when we can have Cayman and Jersey, as we did end of last year. To get us back on your your sort of experience in the fund finance world, Mike, everyone knows, well reported, fund finance, a very innovative industry, particularly over the last couple of years. Can you tell us what you have seen in the US and global fund finance markets since you began working? So going back, uh, you know, to the start. Anything in particular that springs to mind that you feel has really shaped the industry? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a fascinating run for me. You know, I, I've been doing this my whole career. And when I started, you know, fund finance was an asset class amongst many asset classes the bankers did and I did as a lawyer. Uh, you know, we're now at Cadwallader, we have 60 lawyers that do just fund finance. So the fundamental thing that has changed has just been the volume of transactions and the growth of the industry. And it, it's it's been fascinating. It's wonderful. It's created a lot of great you know career opportunities for a lot of us. But you know now at my office we have you know challenges like 
you know, how do we recruit, onboard, and train 10 new lawyers in a single quarter? You know, how do we automate our conflict process, our matter opening process, our invoicing, and our AR uh, chasing? You know, these are big business, mature business problems uh, that, that were certainly very different from when I first started. And it was, you know, me, one client. Uh, one matter and us trying to do a good job for them. We obviously in the offshore world absolutely love working on the fund finance deals. You know, it's that sort of nice industry as well. And, you know, yeah. I think in, in Jersey, we're not we're not sort of in the, as you said, the sort of the big business problems sphere yet, but but we're working on it. Yeah, we're certainly getting there, especially in terms of the, the recruitment, trying to yeah, get people in and get them up to speed absolutely. fairly quickly. Recruitment, it's... what we have in common with every other law firm, I think, in, in the city and in the US at the moment. I mean, Akunga 3, a podcast with without mentioning COVID. Um, it has, without doubt, brought challenges to the fund finance industry. But I think it's also brought for fund finance a lot of opportunities um, and really encouraged, again, that innovation in so many ways. And as someone that you know likes to always try and learn from what's gone before, what do you think, Mike, we could learn from the pandemic and our industry. What do you think the key lessons there and takeaways from the last couple of years are from that, that we can protect our industry, use to protect our industry going forward? Well, I think uh, fund finance was extremely lucky with COVID. You know, the vast majority of our product market right now is subscription and subscription doesn't have an LTV type covenant. And so there wasn't a mark to market type of concept that created a lot of uncertainty uh, in our product for the most part. And so that, that gave us a lot of time uh, to see how things were going. Well, you know, we all know how they went, right? And so, you know, you've now got a subscription product that survived the JFC, it survived COVID. And I think that's led to a really mature understanding that the structures, you know, are sound. And so the result of that, I think, is the risk departments have a lot of confidence in their structuring teams. I think the regulators have a lot of confidence that the underwriting criteria applied by the banks are really solid. I mean, I, and I think that's, you know, creates a lot of optimism around the product when you go to, you know, increase your uh, capacity limitations and you can point to two straight crises of zero losses, um, you're gonna get yeses. And so I, I think that bodes well for our industry. One of the other things that I think is is really interesting coming out of the crisis, and, and it's one of the things that I think is going to be a real catalyst for growth in the market going forward, is there was so much interest in emergency-oriented NAV funding. And the result of that was thousands of new people got exposed to the concept of what is an NAV-oriented loan. Now, now, many of those deals didn't go forward. But it certainly introduced the product uh, in, in a you know way that had people's attention uh, to lots of people, and so I think that is going to you know really be a catalyst and driver for the growth of the NAV market and really ramp up the penetration of the use of that product. And so when I think about like you know where are we positioned as an industry, you know I really look at that and think we we've got another really strong decade uh, ahead of us. I do think this decade could be a little bit different. Um, you know, we've had like 13 straight years of up and to the right. And the NAV world is different, right? There's a V. So by definition, there's going to be some uh, exposure to price volatility. And so we're not going to have 13 straight years of up and to the right. But even in RVs, they're not daily marked markets. 
And so, you know, I, I think, you know, lots of people are going to be very comfortable with the product. And, uh, you know, I, I think I think we've got a bullish future. Okay. What do you guys think? Couldn't agree more. And, and particularly what you're saying around comfort with the product. So as you said, you know, that increased the volume of transactions was one of the big changes. And with that, you know, all the stakeholders in the fund finance world uh, became more comfortable. So, you know, I think years ago, we we're talking about limited partners and them not really understanding how the subline worked, whereas that is just, you know, not the case anymore. They understand it. They're supportive, promote it, you know, talk about ILPA from time to time. And I think that's just been sort of consistently true as certainly my time in the fund finance world how that's gone and and you know it's it's hard to be negative you look back you look at the two, you know the two crises it's very very hard to to criticize or see see you know what could have gone wrong when it's been so positive i agree with you on the you know the up and to the right when you're dealing with so much more bespoke facilities and structures and requirements you know uh, I don't want to sort of be too generalist, but the the subline is so commoditized now that I think there will be different challenges ahead. But, you know, it's fantastic. And it's it's the most interesting deals that, you know, us as lawyers can work on are, are those NAV facilities that we're seeing more and more. And what I like about that is there's been so much chat about NAVs. And it's probably for us on the offshore Jersey Channel Islands where we started to see them actually come through and translate into instructions. So, you know... Yeah, just couldn't couldn't really agree with you more, Mike, to be honest. Alice, I don't know if you have anything to add. Yeah, I mean, I think I've been quite fortunate um, in terms of, you know, I only get into the fund finance industry quite recently. And as offshore lawyer, you tend to, especially starting out, you do a wide variety of work. But this has been one area of work that's just, it's increasingly taken up more and more of my day. And that, to me, can only be a strong sign that this is only going to get better. I mean, again, the superstitious side of me always wants to caveat my answer with, I'm not living in this dream world where there's no market volatility or there's no potential issues. I think there is, but I think our industry is very, very well equipped to deal with it because we do have all these different solutions and we've proven over time like through the last financial crisis and covid and now moving forward into the potential issues that have come out coming out the other side of covid such as inflation etc we're showing that we have that versatility and yeah, resilience absolutely. to be able to deal with them yeah, so I'm, I'm confident it's a good network as well um you know the ffa you're so heavily involved with that mike and you know the, the conversations are being had as well which i like you know no one's putting their head in the sand you know we talk to you fairly regularly and your team and particularly in london as well so i mean if if i could seamlessly segue into our next question mike um so you know obviously time of year it's it's miami time sadly alice and i are not traveling to miami this year but we're very very hopeful for next year and certainly london in the summer but you know you will obviously be there a huge interest which i think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Can you tell us what you're expecting and what you really want to be speaking to the attendees about in Miami in a couple of weeks? Well, I, I hate that it's a challenging travel environment for our, our friends from Europe and Asia. And we, we do understand and expect very few of you all will be able to get across. Uh, with that said, there is a, you know, a, a really good uh, acceptance rate in the United States. And we expect that, you know, the room is going to be full. Uh, there are over 800 people registered. We're at capacity. 
uh, and it's had to transition to a wait list now. There are more sponsors this year than there were two years ago. So I, I think it's going to be a great event. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, similar, uh, I'm hopeful, to how it was right before COVID started. You know, one of the things I'm really interested in, in trying to talk with people about is, you know, what what is the impact on our industry of the policy unwind of all of the monetary stimulus and fiscal stimulus that's been pumped into the economy the last two years. You know, I just read The Lords of Easy Money, which was published earlier in the year by a guy named Chris Leonard, and it follows what the Fed did uh, in the GFC and then again through COVID. You know, and it, it's it's just eye-opening. You know, there it's like it's not just unprecedented uh, volumes of quantitative easing, easing. It's like 25x times whatever unprecedented would have been. Um, and so trying to understand, you know, what is the unwind of this going to look like? What are the increased rates going to look you know, look like? How is the inflation uh, going to um, continue? And how is that going to impact all the debt funds that have been huge consumers of subscription finance? You know, obviously, it's not awesome to be a lender in a high inflation environment, right? Like, you know, how, how does that impact the appetite for debt funds? Those are the kind of questions that I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to people about, because I think we all need to be humble that we've never, uh, you know, we've never had circumstances like this before. And our industry certainly hasn't been through it before. One, one question I actually want to ask you very quickly, Mike, is around diversity and inclusion. Um, if you don't mind, I am really interested to know, do you think, obviously, Fund Finance Association have done great things around this. We have Next Gen Network, Diversity in Fund Finance, Women in Fund Finance. But how much do you think these type of organizations have contributed to the growth of the fund finance industry over the last few years? I think, uh, you know, the FFA is a unique animal as an industry association. And so we're not hiring people where we can kind of directly influence the quantity of diversity in the industry. But we, we have been doing what we can to be a proponent. Uh, and we were really, really lucky, to be frank. You know, the, the Women in Fund of Finance organization started on the early side of the entirety of these movements. Uh, and it was so fortunate to have the, you know, never-ending energy of Dee Dee Sklar and Nick Mitra. And so they really drove the agenda. But they set, you know, were wonderful role models for the diversity initiative and for the next-gen group. Uh, and it's it's really been wonderful to see young people, you know, clearly the next generation younger than the FFA founders to come in and really drive those initiatives. And there's a lot of work to do. You know, we, we all need to be honest that, you know, there's a long way to go still. But I do think, you know, they're bringing a lot of energy. They're creating a lot of attention. They're creating a lot of networking opportunities. They've got a lot of good ideas. And I'm optimistic. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agree with that. We're very big fans of walkers of, of all of everything you've just mentioned um, and support as much as we can. Um, so final question, when we ask all of our guests, crystal ball time. If we're having this conversation in one year, and I appreciate that we've, we've covered some of these things, but if we're having a conversation in one year, and we can always get you back on to actually have this conversation in 12 months, but uh, yeah, what, what, are we, uh, what are we going to be talking about? What, what do you think will be uh, if hot topics, for want of a better phrase? So I, I, I have a really constructive outlook. I think 
think we're going to have another year of growth. You know, if if you use a, there are a variety of data points that I look at trying to measure the growth. It, it's sort of been industry wide something around thirty percent year over year growth in terms of lender commitments uh, through COVID. That, that's certainly been consistent with hours accrued on our team. You know, I, I think we're we're likely to have another year of of really outsized growth. I also think the Great Resignation continues. The uptick in Omicron just kind of really delayed the return to the office. And so in, in a lot of the areas where we've got lots of fund finance professionals sitting, they're just still at home. And I think it's just so hard to maintain connectivity with colleagues uh, over two-year periods from working at home. And mentees need mentors, you know, and it's really hard to be a virtual mentor. And so my expectation is that will continue to lead to high levels of turnover. Um, and, and we'll be talking a lot about, you know, how many people switch jobs again at the end of the year. Um, I also think we've got a lot of new product innovation coming on. You know, I really think that we're kind of in, in a really exciting time in the industry where there are going to be new players coming in. There are going to be new products available. Um, I think we'll see far more capital relief trades in 2022. I think we'll see far more insurance and hopefully pension fund involvement on the product side. Uh, than we've seen in the past. And I think that creates all kinds of new opportunities for young professionals to establish, you know, their own kind of sub-brand within a niche, um, you know, sort of like I did 100 years ago, right? Like subscription <laughs> became, uh, you know, it was it was an asset class and then it became a product in its own right, you know, and I, I branded myself in that niche. I think I think there will be a lot of sub niches as the specialization of fund finance continues that will allow you know certain people to become hey I'm 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 the I'm the person of the GP facility world or you know on GP led secondary leverage facilities you know I've got a portfolio of twelve of those deals I'm really the person you should be talking to in that space um, so I think I think that's exciting and I think um, you know those are the type of things that I suspect we'll be talking about what do you guys think. That is the most comprehensive answer we think we could have hoped for. I mean, I'm I'm really excited by the sort of NAV space, the NAV space. I I think even the the difference in the in the deals we were seeing or being instructed on mm. six months ago to three months later to just before Christmas is you know there could almost be completely unrelated transactions, not you know not filling that NAV space at all because they are just um, so dependent on the borrower structure, their setup, their needs, and I. I think that just makes it so interesting. It keeps, you know, keeps you interested, focus on the deals. I agree with you. I think there's there's scope to develop. I think what's great with the FFA um, you know, network that we have is everyone talks, everyone speaks. And so when there is a new development, when something happens, you know, you hear about it quite quickly. And obviously, there's always a bit of a lag between the US and European markets and things like that. But but I think we've quite consistently seen everything flow through. Um, you know, pricing might be different. There might be tweaks here and there. But, you know, the, the products, the, the exciting stuff, the deals you see, um, I think we're, we're hearing rumblings of the insurance and pension involvement as well. You know, nothing concrete yet and probably more in, in your fields of the um, American markets rather than European. But again, you know, as I said, we'd expect that to flow through. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on the product innovation. I, you know, 
know, I, I, I'm a lawyer. I won't cl- ever claim to be the most creative person in the world, <laughs> but, you know, follow it with interest. Really, really excited about that it's still growing after all this time. And, you know, it feels like a lifetime to me and I haven't been doing it that long in the scheme of things. It's still growing. It's still developing. There's more to go. Specialisations, you know, we're, we're offshore, so we tend to be generalists, but to the extent I am a specialist, um, Alice, similar, you know, it's fun finance and, you know, that's becoming a broader and broader skill set. So uh, it's just a great industry to work in and, you know, to to be part of something that's genuinely growing. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I, I agree with you that as lawyers, you know, we tend to largely coattail ride on, on clients, uh, but we do have a lot of, you know, just really, really great clients that are innovating and doing exciting stuff. And I think, I think we're, we're certainly really lucky to have that, but, you know, thanks to you guys and walkers, I mean, walkers has been just a wonderful supporter uh, of the fund finance industry, you know, you guys have done a wonderful job, you know, supporting our clients and helping us. And so we we certainly appreciate all you guys contribute. And it's so grateful. And thank you so much. You know, I think I could stay on this call for another hour or so, but I, I fear that that may not be uh, what, what our listeners want right now. So um, we will thank you so much for your time um, and joining us today. Both Alice and I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much, Mike, as always. Thanks. You bet. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Before you go, as mentioned, Alice and I can't unfortunately attend the conference in Miami this year. However, Walkers will be well represented from our European offices by Andrew Trainer, And Andrew has joined us now to talk to us a little bit about what he expects to be seeing at this conference. Hi, Julia. Nice to hear from you. Delighted to be here. Always tough act to follow Mike on any panel, but particularly on a podcast. He had some great insights there. Look, we're, we're delighted to be going to Miami. It's, it's a real hardship for us, but we'll take that hit for the team. Seriously, though, we, we are excited to have folks from numerous office attend this year and, and be on the ground to catch up with, with the clients and our strategic partners. You know, I think while Teams and Zoom have kept the show on the road, we, we've all had enough of virtual cocktails and, and coffee mornings. I'm just looking forward to that real sustained face-to-face contact. Um, there's just no substitute for the human element, particularly in a relationship driven industry like ours. So I guess as Mike has touched on, there's just a lot of growth happening uh, in the industry and innovation and evolution across ESG, NAV, hybrids, and and risk sharing space as structured solutions converge with traditional fund finance products. So there's quite a lot to talk about on on the ground in Miami. And of course, there are, uh, I hate to say it, headwinds like geopolitical crisis in Russia and Ukraine, rising inflation, tax reform. So it should be a really action-packed agenda lots of leading experts and, and wonderful keynote speakers on the, the starting sheet. So really, I guess on behalf of all of the Walkers Fund Finance team across the globe, we're just hugely grateful for the huge effort from the FFA board and the content committee in terms of bringing the symposium back to life. And of course, we're delighted to support them as a sponsor again this year. So looking forward to seeing everybody there. You've been listening to We Talk Banking and Finance from Walkers, your bi-weekly podcast for the latest insights from around our teams in Europe, Asia and the Caribbean. If you've enjoyed this episode, please like, share and subscribe.